Welcome to The Rant. I'm your host, Herman James, and on today's episode, the host of Assorted Goods, Dan, and I will be talking about COVID times. This part of the podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Ditch the use of the junk drawer scissors and the same beard trimmers you shave your face with to use on your balls. Go to manscaped.com, use promo code HERMAN to save 20% to get waterproof ball trimmers and everything else you can need for your junk at manscaped.com. Alright, welcome everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for doing everything you have done with The Rant. Uh, we've been kind of intermittent here due to life and COVID and things that kind of happen in between there. And for that reason, just like the intro said, this episode is really just going to be a talk and a conversation about COVID times, kind of what's been going on and the ins and outs of people's lives, the world politics, maybe strippers, probably. And uh, on that note, I'd like to thank our guest, Dan, the host of the Assorted Goods podcast. How are you doing, Dan? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. I, I'm sorry it took so long to book me. I'm, I'm apparently a big podcast guest diva to get on the show. So I appreciate it, though. How are you doing over there? I'm doing well. I'm trying to work things out and trying to schedule things with you is not nearly as hard as it is trying to schedule things with the Australian sex workers and them being in Australia right. and me being in California. The times just don't line up. So it's harder no. doing that. Pun not intended <laughs> now. Think about it. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, you know, I got family that lives in Australia and just trying to like get them on a call half the time. I'm like, they'll be, oh, I'll call you in the morning. And I'm like, your morning is like 9 p.m. Like, I'm trying to work that out too. So I, I feel your pain. Your family is not sex workers, are they? No, they aren't. Okay. Not that I know of, though. So I don't just, know. Maybe I, don't, they, I just maybe don't want to like have a conflict here. You know, I'm interviewing <laughs> your family and we just don't know what's going on here. You find something right. out in like a few weeks, you'll be like, Auntie Tiffany's been doing what? <laughs> she goes I'll by tell you what, If I find anything out, I'll recommend them as a guest for your show, though. <laughs> there you go. So it it has been a difficult thing for me to be able to sit down and take the time out of my day to record. And the recording part isn't the hard part. The editing part is probably the harder part for me to get through because. It's a monotonous task for me to do to be able to get things done. But I do mix right. a bit of, you know, work, fun, pleasure, now a married life, that thing's still working itself out since September. That hasn't failed yet, so that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> and just trying to figure out, you know, what do I do with myself? No, that doesn't sound right. With life. <laughs> so it, it's hard. I think it's honestly harder now being shelter in place for the most part, I mean, for nine months of trying to figure out things to do. And now that I am 100% work from home, I work in the same office I record in. So when I log off work, I'm like, "Mm -mm, fuck it. I'm out. I'm not, I'm not going back in there right now. And I don't. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, could you imagine sitting in your cubicle or, or, you know, an office somewhere? And when you were done, you're like, Oh, this is my podcast studio as well. It's pretty much the same feeling. So yeah, I get what you mean. I'm 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 in sort of the same boat. My my workplace is now my home, and it's a little strange to clock out and then feel like you're sitting right back down in the same chair, firing up, you know, something that then becomes or starts to feel like it's work as well when you have to do that, like hours of editing. So, yeah, once again, I feel your pain. Yeah, it used to be, and it still is, like a good release and getting away from the 
world and the reality as it is. And the rant was created so that I could soapbox the realities of the world and rant about things and just vent out about everything. But when my coworker is me, then it just becomes weird and narcissistic. Right, right. Right. Can you can you sit around and bitch all day about yourself? Is that is that acceptable, you know? You can, but then <laughs> at the same time, am I now sexually harassing myself at work? Like that's just right. normal. Right. You you get to handle the whole case. You get to you get to handle your own HR complaint. I'm yeah, handling you can be my the HR arbitrator. <laughs> you can you're you're in charge from top to bottom there. Yeah. It's one of those things of like trying to separate the norms and trying to figure out the realities of the world. And then on top of me doing what I would normally do for work, I typically have on music playing. And then the world's not normal right now when it hasn't been normal for months. And the COVID thing in itself is annoying and perturbing. And that's a big word for me. And uh, <laughs> scary in its own right. And then there's the people about it. That's scary. And they're annoying. And I want to punch them in the face with or without a mask on. Right, and then right. you take all that situation. And then you look at the world we lived in beforehand with an administration. And I don't like typically getting political on this show because I can get very frustrated with it. And views differ from one to the other and individuals. Um, I have arguments within my own family and in-laws about my views because I'm not a left or right. I'm a, my friend says I'm a centralist because I'm a me publican, whatever works best for me and what I feel is beneficial is what I choose. So having to deal with all that bullshit for the past four years has right. not made going into COVID times any easier. Right. Yeah, that uh, adapting to this whole situation all year long. I mean, whenever people say something about like, uh, oh, you know, the world as it was before, I'm like, I don't remember any of it now. I saw, I saw a TV commercial the other day. They got the holiday commercials out, and it was like for some hardware store, and they, they've got like, oh, we got all your holiday gift ideas, and the guy in the commercial is like walking through the store, picking stuff off the shelves, getting help, and all this stuff. And all I could think the whole time was, these people aren't wearing their goddamn masks. <laughs> and I was like, wait, <laughs> shit, like that's. That's supposed to be what it normally is, and now I've I, I've completely changed. It it feels like it's been a hundred years this year, and I, I can't even remember what it was like before. Yeah, it was, and I've said it before, and I've said it a lot on the show. It's one of those things where COVID came in and it changed the game. It helped me do something I've always wanted to do, and I've always wanted to be a work from home individual. Uh, the career paths I've chosen were specifically the. Ones that don't need to be in offices. I can do everything outside of work, outside of an office, in my own house, in my car. Like I'm able to do very well by doing that. So I felt being chained to an office desk in a physical brick and mortar building was a little bit overkill for what I do. So right. I've been able to stay home and work from home. The problem is now I'm trapped. Now I am the office. I am the office snitch. I am the office <laughs> nag. I am the gossiper. I'm the quiet guy. I'm the asshole. I'm the new guy. I'm the old guy. I'm everyone all in one. And that's just weird. Right. Right. Yeah. My job has been, has been a little bit split. 
So I do I do part time back in the office and still part time at home. And I I got to tell you, I hate going to the office for all the reasons of like, you know, if we don't have to be here, I don't want to be here. But at the same time, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, there is something nice about being able to, like, just interact with that environment in a way where it's like, I may not like being here, but there's still something about it where I'm like, it's nice to get out of the house. You know, it's nice to go yeah. somewhere. It's nice. I almost miss. I always hate office small talk. But for some reason, when I go back, I'm like, it's kind of nice. You know, it's kind of nice to be like, oh, yeah, crazy weather we're having. I'm like, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like keeping my skills sharp just in case, you know, when things go back to normal, I'm, I'm still going to need that. Right. Yeah. But it, it's nice to actually have interactions with people and yeah, maybe yeah. the same people every day all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's like. You know, being stuck at home, I, I hear what you're saying. Like you, you, for a while, I was like, "This is great." You know, like I, I can, I can work out right here, get on the bike in my living room, watch some TV on my lunch break. I'm like, I can do this. And then after a while, I'm like, I feel a little bit trapped. Like I feel a little stuck in a cage here. I, I, I. That's when I started to realize that exactly that I missed the variety of like, you know, I miss like getting a coffee from a small little coffee place and being like, "Hey, how's it going?" Like all that monotonous crap that I used to hate. I'm like, I. Damn it! I miss that. <laughs> you yeah, know? I yeah. It's those things of that small things that you didn't like beforehand that perturbed you. That you're now like, man, I would kill to be able to be stuck in a line at Starbucks right now. And it's, yeah, it's just that human interaction. It's that getting out idea of it. I like the idea of working from home for where I live because I am. I think the furthest one from my house is two point two miles, and I'm from right by all the breweries in the Sacramento area. They even oh. call it the Barrel District. So, <laughs> get off work at 4 o'clock, Uber on down, for I think the Uber costs me $3 to the Barrel District, wow. and I can kind of walk around, or I can ride a bike down there, and then get the same $3 Uber back home, and be back home before rush hour's even over. Like, yeah. that was the benefit of working from home for my location, and now you can't even go to breweries. I'm like, what the hell, man? Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those things. I mean, I was just working on an episode from of my show that, you know, it, it was. it's crazy that when this all happened, the one thing you always heard people say is they're like, oh, like, you know, finally some time at home. You know, I'm going to finally do all that shit I wanted to do. You know, I'm going to no read all these books. And I'm going to. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna write that novel I've been putting off for years and it's like nobody's done any of that. No. Right? Like it's it's too it's almost been too much of a shock, I think. Too much of a routine overhaul. Yeah. I think people feel the same thing. You know, the idea of I wanna go out and do something. I don't wanna stay in and do something. I can do that all the time. I can do whatever I want to inside. I don't wanna be inside, I wanna be outside. However, right. home improvements Home Depot, Lowe's, HD Supply, all those places have been inundated. Contractors, small contractors are like swamped. And at the yeah. beginning of the year, they couldn't do anything. And now they're booked out months in advance because people are spending the fucking ton of money on upgrading their <laughs> homes that they're stuck in. Yeah. Yeah. And then those people are going to, once they're done, they're going to be bored again. Right. Yeah. Like, you can't, how many times can you redo your own bathroom? You're going to run out of shit to do after a while. So. I mean, but by the time that we can go back in, hopefully by next summer, we can start having safe gatherings. And I am undershooting that by a lot in my own estimate and right. watching of the news as much as I do. I think next summer is going to be a clusterfuck. I personally think that's going to cause wave 14,002. 
Yeah. And yeah. it's going to have love the like, second wave thing. Like which yeah. second wave? The the first one or the eighth one, right? Like yeah. waves yeah. Tend, mean that it's an ebb and a flow and things have gone back down. We've never gone back yeah. down. Unlike my sister. Yeah. That's funny because I don't have a sister. <laughs> I trust you on that one. So Yeah. She's not alive anymore. We killed her off. She's just bad people. But Right, right. Okay. We're going to more positive things. So the funny thing is about COVID, as you had said, you saw a commercial that has people not wearing masks in the commercials. Yeah. Now I'm seeing commercials with people wearing masks. You have like Lysol commercials. It kills 99% of bacteria, including the COVID-19 strand. Like they've dubbed over the commercials now to make sure they said COVID-19. And then I'm watching TV shows and they all have masks on. And I'm like, so commercials are incorporating masks. TV shows are incorporating masks. I don't know anything about any movies being made except for Tom Cruise going batshit crazy about people not wearing masks. (laughs) But you know who's not wearing masks? Porn. There's no, I mean, I'm sure there is masked porn, but I don't know of any porn where they're putting on masks. They're even wearing condoms. The least thing they're worried about is COVID. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, uh, I mean, you know who's killing it through COVID is is advertisers. Like people, adver- ad agencies are are probably like the contractors. They're they're probably booked for months. Every Every company in the world is scrambling right now to get some COVID ad campaign put out there right now. And I think oh, yeah. uh, there's there's probably a bunch of ad guys who are just raking it in right now. Every every company's looking for a COVID commercial to be made. We should have been the industry we should have gotten into. Clearly, is making advertising. Yeah, look at uh, Hulu. They've got Hulu has live sports, but they're using fake people that say this isn't really Patrick Mahomes. This isn't really so and so. This is my head <laughs> on someone else's body. Like, which you guys are doing that? And then you have animators. They went back to animation for like Best Buy. By the way, I'm not sponsored by other people, so don't worry. If you want me to say bad things, I can do that too. So you've got people that are doing animations and voiceovers. Like the voiceover people are now getting more employed than they were beforehand. Like voiceovers were a kind of a thing of the past. You had the same people, but now due to COVID, they're coming back. It's a funny like role reversal and change of things. And it's one of those things where you start looking at COVID and we all see the bad. Let me rephrase that normal people see the bad that came from COVID and are trying to prevent it while the other fucking assholes are out there doing their own thing and killing people. That's right. Talking yeah. to you. We're Trumplicans. <laughs> and then we've got people like my wife who is able to kind of see the positive silver lining in parts of this. Whereas beforehand, she wouldn't have met some of the people that she has met now that have become friends to her. She wouldn't have been put in new environments and been able to thrive in certain things if it wasn't for this. Uh, who's to say who she would have met, where she would have been, what she would have done. But due to this, she's made some very good friends. Some shit friends have been weaned out. And it, right. it's kind of like a silver lining that kind of goes that way for it. So there is a little bit of a plus and a minus when you look at some of these things. I was even telling a friend of mine yesterday, one of my groomsmen, that I couldn't imagine getting married or trying to get married next year. We had our wedding September of this year. We had it planned since before COVID came in. And I can't tell you how many people asked us, oh, have you guys thought about postponing it? Like, fuck no. Not even the least. We've been dating for 12 years. And who knows 
when this is going to end and the way right. that the current administration is dealing with things, this is never going to end. So, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, there's just no way. And if you look at the way the world is right now, who the hell knows what catering vendor is going to be around in the next six months? We can't yeah. even have people paying their rent and people can't go to restaurants. Who knows if these guys are going to survive that? Who knows if things are coming back? And we all, I, meaning we, know that things are going to be more expensive. There's no way in hell in six months a catering company that hasn't been able to make money in a year and a farming company that hasn't been able to get product for a year and a store who can't staff and sell as much as they have in the year prior to are going to sell things for the same price they are right now. It's just not going to happen. Right. But at the very, hey, I mean, for, for you guys down there, at least you're getting $600. Yeah. Sorry, we I mean, fucked up and we killed thousands and thousands of people. We also haven't helped you in any way for nine months. Right. Here's $600, you greedy fucks. Yeah, that should be that should be helpful, right? I mean, that should pay all your bills. Clearly, is is just here's here's you know half your one month's rent and make it work, suckers. That's what you get. I I mean, look, I'm up here in Canada, right? I I I've watched whatever word the you know clusterfuck you want to call <laughs> what's gone on down there all year for you guys, and I mean, yeah, I don't know how you're gonna get out of this one. It seems like I mean you, you're gonna. You're going to change the guard here with your president, but I don't think, I don't know, I, you know, I think you're so up shit's creek here. You, you're, you're going to be, you're, you're going to have, you're going to have a lot of growing pains getting back out of it. It feels like, I mean, so much has changed and you're right. So many ripple effects down the line here. It, it's going to be, I mean, you know, you're the greatest nation in the world, according to yourselves. So, yeah, you know, that's right. let's see what you got here. It's, it's, it's crunch time. You know, this is there's a minute left on the clock and you're down by a lot of points. What do you got? Let's it's time to see if you're clutch. You know, if we had Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers, you know, helming it here. But you know what? We don't. We have some dilapidated, rundown asshole of a quarterback who doesn't never played quarterback before. He came in from T-ball. And now this is what we're dealing with. It's just... (laughs) If you listen to smart people, which is really a low bar nowadays, I mean, the fucking idiots out there that have the microphone, and myself included, I guess, but people that are on TV and in front of everything, like, the, the level of incompetence is so high that being smart is very, very minimal thing to do. Don't you think, don't you think it's weird? And one thing I noticed this whole year is, is that right there, the way, that certain people like the, you get information from somebody who's who knows what the fuck they're talking about right like somebody you know a doctor comes out and he's like oh you know i've been doing this for 40 years and i'm an infectious disease specialist and i know all this blah blah blah, blah, blah and here's what i know and then some guy goes yeah i don't believe you and you're like what <laughs> and they're like no i don't believe you and you're like but he knows what he's talking about like no no, he doesn't know he doesn't know I, I i watched a youtube video and and i know and you're like what like, yeah, kind of. I mean, I don't know how your brain can function in a way where someone's like, I was having a conversation with a buddy of mine the other day. I said, you know, I, I used to believe that there were universal truths. And, and now I don't think anything you could point to the sky and say the sky is blue. And there'd still be a few people who will go, no, no, it's not. 
That's just what they want you to think. And you're like, oh, technically, fuck. the sky is black. What you're seeing is a reflection of the oceans and the ozone layer. So- <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you, I don't know how you get past that right there. Like, I don't know how you get past this idea that people have of like people who know what they're talking about don't actually know what they're talking about because of some like. Because they don't know, like what they're hearing. It's simply just that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Or, or maybe it's. I mean, I don't know. I think the internet's gotten a, the the internet and social media is an easy scapegoat, but I still like to blame them because I still think they're to blame. But I think people want to feel like they're special. You know what I mean? Like people. I think like conspiracies and all that shit. It, 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 they people like it because they feel like they're in a club that no one else is in. You know what I mean? Like. I'm driving downtown in the city here that I live in, and there's a guy, one guy standing on the corner with a sign that says, you know, some shit in Sharpie that's like, oh, COVID, you know, all COVID tests are wrong, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, he's standing there alone. And he's still doing it. He's still he's still preaching mm-hmm. whatever bullshit he's preaching because he feels like he knows something that everybody else doesn't. He feels like he's in some club and everybody else is just, you know, on the outside looking in at his smart guy stuff like there's some like special little thing that that some of these people I think get out of it. Well, it's a fear of the unknown that sure. plays a large part in it. People don't know what's going on, and it's fear of the uneducated. And right. I I use that loosely on this one because people are afraid of things that they don't know and they can't explain. That's how religion came into the situation. I'm not going into sure. that one, right. but in general. That's kind of where that one comes from. And in my belief, if you look at religion, majority are all the same thing. It all boils down to be nice and you'll get nice. Basically what it comes down to. And one, you can, you know, get 72 virgins. They didn't say which ones, but you can. But uh, (laughs) it's that kind of mentality for it. But we used to say that idiots and uneducated people believe in conspiracy theories but we now have very highly educated people and i'm taking every single u.s senator out of it that believes trump because they're a bunch of fucking sycophants and ass kissing people that just don't want to get fucking fired and they want the base of the white supremacists to support them and that's fucking asinine. You should not want the support of the white supremacist. That shouldn't be a thing you're you're battling for. Yeah. But I, I digress. There's a bunch of people right. that are actually educated <laughs> that are listening to this stuff and taking it to heart and they're they're spouting it. They're literally re well saying the same thing. I feel like I, I every time I see somebody intelligent spout some shit like that, I think to myself I don't know if they're dumb or if they just see the opportunity. You know what I mean? Like there's all these guys like verified on Twitter and they got a podcast and a YouTube channel and thousands of, you know, they, they write for some bullshit fake news website. And it's like, I feel like those guys are smarter, but they know what their, the value is in, in getting that, in getting the dumb people, right? Like you, if your career, there's like a market now for, for spouting that shit. There's, there's a, no matter what I was Fox saying before, News. there's nothing that won't be put back. There's no opinion or a story that won't have an opposite viewpoint because there's a business in that. Smart people will just say the dumb opposite point because that's their market. That's, you know, 
my, you know, the second COVID comes out, you're like, well, you know, there's going to be people who are anti-mask oh, vaccine. Well, you know, there's going to be people who are against the vaccine. It, it, anything that happens anywhere, there's going to be a market to push the opposite opinion because, well, that group believes this. So we're not in that group. We're in the other group. So we therefore believe the opposite of what they believe. I think smart people are taking advantage. Uh, the dumb people are just, you know, following in a very, very deep trouble. Like, yeah. No, I believe that with you as well, wholeheartedly, because you have very intelligent people just playing with the market, playing with the people, playing right. with the tides, because they're gaining money and profit and notoriety off sure. of doing that. So it benefits them. It's very who of them. But behind closed doors, there's someone completely different. And I, I yeah. agree with that 100% because that's what people do. And that has always been what people do. I do it for fun. I poke the bear all the time. If yeah. you tell me yes, I'm going to tell you no. And then I'm going to tell you why I said no. And I'll make something up to figure out why I'm more right than you're right. from right. doing it to be antagonistic. I am not doing it as the fucking leader of the free fucking world. Telling yes. people bullshit while you watch your own people die like a fucking asshole well you make the you, you make the assumption that that they give a fuck right like this whole thing that this one of the things over i guess over the trump years that observing up here from from my country that i always found interesting is that you know uh, celebrities do this a lot right like you know hollywood people always they get on their twitter and they put something that's like obvious i i like i call them obvious platitudes right where they get on and they're like donald trump is the worst thing that ever blah 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 blah, blah. And you're like wow that's a Thanks for the contribution to the debate because you're stating the fucking obvious, right? The, the, the assumption that they're making is that he and anybody around him cares. They don't care. You've seen it right now. Like there's you know, all the people who were anti-mask and COVID's a hoax and blah, 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 blah. You know, get Marco fucking Rubio is getting a vaccine. And you're like, well, I thought it was a hoax, buddy. Yep. I mean, because they are behind closed doors, smart people. They just, you're right, like we were just saying, they see the far. benefit. They you, are a bunch that? of spineless, dickless oh, assholes that yeah. the same people that are spouting the same bullshit Trump is saying are the same people that said that he was a sycophant and he would ruin things if he ever got office before he made it in. Right. And not only right. that, you had Trump say that Rubio, uh, no, excuse me, Ted Cruz had a small dick. And everything else in public at a fucking rally, and now Ted Cruz is his biggest defender. My my uh, my old man said to me one time years ago after Trump got elected, he said, "You know, if if on that debate stage when Trump said that shit about Ted Cruz's wife, you know, something you know, oh, yeah. what do you call it like a dog or something like that," he said, "If he said Ted Cruz had just walked off his podium, walked around the stage to Donald Trump and just shocked him in the back of the fucking head. He said Trump would never have gotten like six votes and Ted Cruz would have been president because somebody would have gone. Now, there's a man who stands up for what he believes in. He said the history could have unfolded totally differently if Ted Cruz had not been a dickless fuck and had just punched Donald Trump right in the face when he said that shit. Because you're right. They they a they don't give a fuck about anybody in that country. I mean, I mean, the the it's a failed assumption to look at them and go well 300,000 Americans are dead they don't give a shit they, nope. they don't give a shit if if three million people die they they will just blame the other voting blocks so they can you know get elected to the senate again they don't give a fuck yeah. at all they say that's fake numbers it's inflated it's this it's that and I've even had conversations with people that say oh these COVID deaths numbers they're 
They're super inflated. Not that many people are dying of COVID. They actually had something else. Okay, let's see how this works out in your brain. So, if you have a cold and that progresses to pneumonia, did the cold kill you? It did pneumonia. Well, pneumonia got right. you, but you had a cold first. So, which one are you going to call here? So, right. you're playing six or half a dozen, half a dozen of another. It's like, oh, well, yeah, but Tom had cancer. He died from cancer. No, cancer weakened his immune system and COVID killed him. That's how right. this works. Well, that's not how you should be uh, classifying things. That's exactly how you classify things. That's exactly how science works. That's how we track things. That's how we know what works and doesn't work. That's why you're supposed to have fucking clinical trials on drugs before you give right. them to people. And you know right. what? I think that Trump was right. We should have let people try these drugs out without using them, just like Russia did. You know who didn't take anything? Putin still hasn't tried his own vaccine that he's put out in his right. fucking people and his soldiers who've gotten sick and died. But I think the hard Trump base, those proud boys, those guys should be the first people to get this untested vaccine. Yeah, yeah. throw them in the control or the uh, placebo group. I think it's what you're looking for. But I'll tell you oh, story. Oh, no, no. Right? I'm, in, I'm in the real ones. They don't, they don't get the Pfizer ones. They don't get the Moderna. All right. They get the fucking Regeneron bullshit and everything else and yeah. the bleach needles and the inject sun up your butthole techniques that Trump's been promoting. Oh, sure. A, a, a tall cl- a tall cup of bleach a day keeps the COVID away, right? Yeah. Which is, but look, I'll tell you a story, which is, which is that my, uh, my girlfriend works in an ICU unit in a hospital out here. And she watched somebody die of COVID a couple weeks ago. I mean, our, our case numbers are pretty good good up here relatively speaking of course but she watched somebody die of covid and and they were they were anti-maskers the family and and the guy who died and even after the guy died the family was still insisting like it wasn't the covid that killed him it wasn't you know it was oh it was something else he had some heart condition or something blah 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 blah, blah. i mean people people are on their deathbed gasping for their last breath going it's not covid it's something else like that Mm -hmm. is how i I mean this is how like effective misinformation is right that like you can you can really convince people in the face of their own mortality that it's not real which i I mean it's a topic i want to do on my show i need an expert to come on or something like i need to i need to book like a professor or something on that subject because (laughs) i can't understand how it can work like i can understand being duped but i can't understand being duped to a point where like uh, i could shoot you in the chest and you'd be like i don't believe in bullets and you're like what like it's it's you know it's a hole it's the hole that killed me like i don't know man it was that it was the drop of barometric pressure that got me right yeah um, uh hmm. yeah it, it's it's ridiculous i mean my old man died years ago he had copd uh was that chronic obstructive pulmonary disorder right uh and he was in the hospital trying to deal with it and he had basically pneumonia and they had to put him in the hospital because he couldn't breathe now on his death certificate it says pneumonia killed him Right. I'm not in the hospital arguing with them being he didn't have pneumonia, he had COPD. That should be on there. Because COPD is what got him to that level, but what put him over the edge was that pneumonia. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It just, it's asinine. And it it's something that annoys the shit out of me because it comes from the top down. And if there were people 
that were confident about things and educating people and saying, no, stop spewing this bullshit, then we would be able to do something about it. But we have someone at the top that has no fucking clue what he's do- doing or done, doesn't care what he's doing or done, that if someone disagrees with him, he fires out and puts someone else that's a yes boy, yes man in front of it, then talks shit on those people and gets rid of them, so much so that he has created a base support in this country of people that legitimately despise everything he has done and has said. Mm-hmm. But they say that it's the other party or that it's the other candidates that are doing it. And that this guy right. is just shaking up things and he's doing the right thing. I love a president that speaks his mind. You yeah, like a president like that says is, yeah. you can grab a woman by the pussy and do whatever you want her because you're a celebrity. That's what you're okay with? Yeah. Really? All right. Yeah. And I mean, that's sort of like the, just like we were saying before about like the market of it, right? That, that, you know, it starts at the top, but that's also because there's an ideology with those people that that the sort of right wing politics, and it's even here in Canada too, in a sense, but their game is there is nothing we will ever agree with on the other side. Like you'd think like uh, a once in a century public health crisis would be like, all right, politics aside, Let's get back to getting the shit done. We got to we got to we got to get through this together and then we can, you know, argue over the fucking national debt or whatever after. But no, there's there is there is a a playbook being run that is there is no topic of of genuine consent. Like, you know, I mean, we we there is nothing that we will ever agree with the other side on because in their worldview, the cause of every problem in the world isn't. You know, global warming isn't isn't destroying the planet. Let's say it's, you know, the the liberal globalists that have destroyed the planet. And you're like, but that's not even the same thing. But they're like, no, because that's our game. Our game is everything is your fault, and you can spin it back on us, and we'll just throw our hands up and go, no, it's you, and we'll just shit fling all day long, COVID or not, it doesn't matter. It's it's it, the game is just play whatever the opposite of the group you hate. Yeah, and pin everything on someone else. Well, right. yeah, that didn't go well, but that wasn't my fault. They didn't allow that, so that's why I didn't go through. But right? What? Yeah. No, yeah. that's not how it works. But I mean, to our country's benefit, we have a leader in office now that has taken COVID seriously. He knows how it's working out. He is trying hard to, you know, get these vaccines out to the country and make sure people are surviving. No, I'm, I'm, that's not true. No, that's true. We don't even know what our fucking president is. He's he's fucking hiding in a room, crying and bitch pissing and moaning that someone beat him and it was rigged. It was Venezuela. It was Republican fucking governors, Republican right. fucking senators, and uh, Republican officials, Democratic Party, Hillary Clinton, and uh, Hugo Chavez, who's been dead for seven years. They they all knew <laughs> what was going to happen exactly on this year that Trump was going to be in office. So they took some Venezuelan fucking computer systems and put them in the country to make sure that Trump didn't get a second term. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. This is, this is a conspiracy thing, right? Where everything that's, everything that's big has to have a, a bigger cause to it. You know, like COVID isn't just, 
you know, uh, some sort of natural occurrence where a disease spreads because, you know, the planet's like massively fucking overpopulated. And a lot of places we have substandard health and safety measures where, you know, not the whole world does the same sanitary conditions because they don't have the same capabilities that we do, say, over here. No, it can't be that. It has to be, you know, a secret operation by the Chinese to unleash a virus and, you know, destroy the world because of some. And you're like, you're like, is it is it? really that hard to imagine that the explanation is the clear and fucking obvious one like no 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 i don't believe it man like trump couldn't have lost an election because it had to be some conspiracy with all these people and every poll worker was in on it and every you know ups drivers driving ballots to it's like the the, i get i hear this term all the time mental gymnastics right and i'm like the the fucking (laughs) gymnastics you got to pull off in your head to create that every every event is some fucking deep, you know, hundreds of thousands of people are in on it. Like it's it's wild. It's wild how far you get from logic to really make it work. You know. Oh, and it's fantastic if you've actually paid attention to any of this bullshit that's actually gone on. They all say this bullshit in public with no masks on. And right. yelling at people and this kind of stuff. And then they'll put masks on when they're leaving now. Some of them will, most of them, not always. And then when they've gone to court, what is it, I think 60 times? They've been asked, okay, you said you filed a lawsuit that you had no poll workers watching uh, them tabulate. How many people were in the room? A non-zero number of people were in the room. That's <laughs> fucking great. That's fucking fantastic. So you had people in the room? All time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did. Okay. <laughs> Um, so are you claiming this is fraud? No, we are not claiming there's any fraud in the election whatsoever. Then you put Giuliani on the stand. There is so much fraud. Wait, so the people who are idiots are watching the Tucker Carlson who has been in court and sued for libel and sued for defamation of character. And Fox news has come out numerous times stating he is not stating facts, personal opinions. All he is doing. Right. And entertainment. Yeah. But people during COVID times are listening to this schmuck and they're going through and having this come through. So you have all this stuff coming out and going back and forth. It's like, so who's listening to whom? We're in a time where people are fucking dying on the daily. And they're saying we have an equivalent of our 9-11 on a daily basis. Right. But that's, I mean, like a guy like Tucker Carlson, right? Is you saw... You saw during the election and even with COVID stuff, the second anybody on Fox, and I mean, Fox has been, Fox is the point of the spear of of so much of this shit. But the second any one of them goes, well, you know what? Uh, You know, it's pretty clear, you know, Joe Biden won the election. You know, the voters have spoken. What happens is because the the game is always to be contrary to the other side. The second somebody goes, well, you know, reasonable speaking, it's clear that, you know, Trump lost everybody's like, well, I'm never watching that show again. We need to go watch OAN or some shit like that. And like, that's where they're still saying the dumb shit I like to hear. Cause it, it, it's, it's, it's so ingrained and it's, it's been such a long time of this that to me, it's like, there's no going back now. There's no like, you know, a bunch of right-wing conspiracy theorists are going to be like, well, you know, man, that was crazy. They're not going to kick it like alcoholism. Like they're not going <laughs> to one day be like, I'm a recovering conspiracy theorist. You know, they're, they are, they believe what they believe. And it's, it's part of them as people now, you know, if Tucker oh, yeah. Carlson spews that shit, 
that he better keep it up because if he doesn't, he's going to drop in the ratings and lose his shitty my pillow advertisers and <laughs> and he'll be fucked, right? So it's well, like, that's actually it's like exactly he, what happened. Um, yeah, they exactly. they said something that Trump didn't like. Trump said, "Fuck these guys." I'm going over to OEN and Newsmax, and I think it was Newsmax beat him by 26 points in the polls. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, now everything's rigged. They spout conspiracy theories all back and forth, and then guess what happens? The fucking polling companies, the guys that made these fucking polling machines, threatened lawsuits. And wow, all of a sudden. All these Fox News guys like, yeah, we have no proof of being able to say this. Nothing. Newsmax, we can't prove any of this is true. They've never had this problems. These are not Venezuelans. What the fuck took so long for that to happen? Like the only part that they were willing to concede to was the fact they were about to get sued. We're in the middle of a fucking pandemic where I can't go into a strip club because it's closed and it's not healthy. Meanwhile, you have the quarterback for the Washington football team who was allegedly in a fucking strip club the other day. Lucky yeah. him. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> we're sitting in a world where we're closed off. People are dying. You can't hug your grandparents. I can't go and eat at a restaurant. I can't see a movie. There hasn't been a movie released in a fucking year now. The last movie that was released was that fucking Sonic the Hedgehog movie here. And no one saw that shit. And... <laughs> The biggest news that we have and the biggest things on TV is that fucking the giant orange in the White House is fucking having a temper tantrum. It's not that he's out there helping people, out there actively pursuing to make sure that people are able to be healthy, that they can stay in their homes, that they can pay their bills, their kids can go to school, that the world can stay open for us. He has not left. That shit fuck was supposed to campaign in Georgia for those extreme fucking racists down there who pawned off a fucking entire community of people to Trump's ideals of what should and shouldn't happen to make millions, millions off of PPE manufacturers and pharmaceutical companies while telling people that you don't have to wear a mask, that coronavirus is a hoax. They made millions off of that. And Trump who's supposed to support them, went down there once and had a rally of, this is all rigged, don't vote. Fucking believe him. All you Trump supporters that listen to this show, do exactly as Trump said. Do exactly (laughs) as that fucking weirdo said. That is his lawyer, that's not his lawyer, that's his lawyer, that's not his lawyer. That might be the fucking private counsel for looking to Hunter Biden. That's not going to happen in election fraud. They were right. Trump supporters, the elections were rigged. Do not yeah. vote in Don't this vote rigged in system. Like, do not do it. It's not worth your time. Stay at home. Play with your sister. Do whatever it is you guys do down there in your MAGA hats and MAGA condoms and fucking whatever it is. Stay safe or not safe or inbred or family union. Whatever it is you guys do, do it at your house with your family. Or better yet, seeing as you guys can do things so much better than these fucking libtards. And everyone else, by the way, most of the states that were contested were Republican-led or Republican senators or Republican-run right. fucking yeah. elections. Yeah, yeah. But let's let's talk about that. You guys, you guys stay home. And what you guys do is you make your own lemonade stand voting booth. Have other people come to those and put their dick in the hole. And you guys can play with it that way and vote that way. I think that sounds good. 
it's you know you, you make a good point though right which is which is again i just coming back to it where it's like it's so part of of their identity now right like the merchandise is 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 always amazed me the the fact that you know everybody what like when in my life you know i'm not that old i'm i'm not even 30 yet but when in my lifetime have i ever seen people buy a politician's hat or shirt and wear it all the time like yep. not you know during the race not like you know in the heat of it oh we're getting close we got to we got to get out the vote and all that shit it's like when have you ever seen people who are like i'm a fan of this politician the way i'm a fan of you know the Indianapolis Colts or some shit like that. You're like, when it's it's why I think this is. I don't know how the fuck anybody's gonna get out of this in the end. Which is like, you're dealing with people who it is not just a belief. It is it is a part of them. Like mm-hmm. being a a mega person is like it, it's in your DNA now. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like it's like kicking an opiate. It's not gonna be as simple as like. Well, once Trump's out of office, you know, uh, you know, these people will finally go away. No, they won't. This is this is who they are now, right? Like this is who they are, and and there's that market. The, there's the YouTube channels and the podcasts and the blogs and all that bullshit of people who need to keep generating their content and their ad revenue, and then these people will keep eating that shit up because it is what it is now. This is, the this is the new reality. Yeah, it's it's. These guys are marketing things out. Now you've got a QAnon fucking base of fucking idiots that believe that Trump is the almighty savior. He's that millions of people die, but he's the almighty savior. He also doesn't like disabled people, doesn't like women. He thinks our American soldiers are idiots, but he is the savior for children that are being killed and eaten by the Clintons and celebrities and Hollywood. How the yep, fuck do you rationalize this as a logical fucking state? And how do you grow so big as a fucking band of people? But then again, you look at the MAGA idiots and how that's working. And then you look at the fact that we have decades and decades of human and civil rights activists in this country to make sure women can have equal rights. That colored Folks can have equal rights. And I'm pretty sure that's a term that's racist. But I just mean anyone. I mean black, yellow, brown, all of it. Everyone that's non-white. And the people that are white that aren't from this country have equal rights. We have fought for decades to be able to have that. And now the bigger fight was to have LGBTQ, ZXFTY, wherever the fuck they want to keep going on with all that is, that they have equal rights. And I don't understand how people don't have the belief that everyone should be equal. And even these fucks that want to talk about their religious rights, this and that, it says in everything that all men are created equal. That's a general idea. But it's now been pushed to the back in racism and bigotry and xenophobia has come to the forefront. It is massively out there where... You're, you're a woman, you belong in the kitchen. Oh, you're right. black, you need to be in the kitchen too. Oh, you're Mexican, you're a rapist and a fucking pedophile and a drug dealer. You don't belong here. Like, what the fuck just happened? We allowed all of these decades of work in this country to be just eroded in a moment's notice. Just yeah. so 
What? You can hear someone say some racist shit on a podium and like it and then pay him for it? This fuck has made over $200 million post-election for his, you know, lawsuits, which doesn't go there. It goes all to paying down his debt that he sold away. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I think there's people who, who like to subscribe to like Trump mailing list just for the fun of it to see what they say. And I think that's, if I remember, that's what they all say, where they're like, you got, you need to contribute now. And there's all these like pressure oh, yeah. campaign wording where they're like, if you, if you're not defending your president, you're not defending your country, you're going to lose this country and all that. But again, it just keeps coming back to me with, with these are, you're dealing with people who, who this is like, part of their this is really part of them as people right like trump's big the reason why he does rallies right which is one of the reasons they're so appealing is because people who go to them it's like a tailgate you know it's a party like these people feel like they belong they go to a place everyone's wearing the same shit as them they all think the same shit as them they all get to rock out to bruce springsteen or whatever the fuck they no that was actually the village people ymca right (laughs) that's what i mean but like these people go because they they feel they get some sort of personal appeal out of it, right? They get some sort of there. There's some sort of appeal to their base emotions, which is basically, "fuck you, fuck everybody else." As long as me and mine and the people like me get ours, then I could give a shit what happens to anybody else. Really, I don't give a shit if if some starving person from another country comes here. They can go back to wherever they came from. It doesn't bother me because as long as me and mine got ours, we're good. And and then the lines of who is in your group start to change depending on how you feel on certain topics and all that shit. It's just like to me, the people who buy into that are are lonely, typically uneducated, typically sheltered, typically haven't been anywhere outside of their own fucking home county or town or something. It, it's we're just dealing with people who who are, I think, just psychologically in a bad way. And then there's smarter people who see the opportunity in that and are just fucking capitalizing. I mean, people in poor ass communities are buying like eight mega hats and you're like, you know, how can you blow your money on dumb shit like that? Because you know? he speaks for the people. Right. He speaks for the wrong people <laughs> and the people right. that yeah. are supporting and the people that are going for it for the majority are going to be people that normally I feel wouldn't be as outspoken because they know the shit that they think and the shit that they want to say isn't socially acceptable. So don't do it. But now the, you know, socially unacceptable, the repressed feelings, the things you shouldn't say, the things you know that are wrong are being, you know, shouted from a fucking speaker and you have, not just some guy in a back corner room or off a of fucking Reddit saying all these negative racist bigoted comments and things like that or these conspiracy right. theories where you find comfort with random internet people and people can be keyboard warriors. You're finding it from what people are calling the most powerful person in the world. Right. And now they feel, oh, he's just like me. It's the Slim Shady. It's Stan. That's what this is. <laughs> and... You got a bunch of fucking people driving themselves off a goddamn bridge and they're dragging the country down with them. Right. So I, I think like the people the, the people who are in power who have normalized this stuff has, has created this feedback loop, right? Somebody powerful is like, yeah, you know, I also kind of don't, you know, 
I'm I'm cool with you know white supremacist ideology, and you're like, wow, holy shit. But then what that does is it, it creates a bunch of people who are like, hey, you know what? That is cool to think that, and then they go online and they join. They start to do you know follow and follow back things on Twitter or Instagram, or they they start to get into you know, hey, somebody shares them a YouTube channel, and they're like, wow, that's this guy's saying what I like, so they subscribe to that shit. It's like. The, the normalization of it by people in power then created this whole media empire that has the piggybacked off of it of people who are like, I, I want more subscribers and I need people to follow me on Twitter. And then I'm going to perpetuate this bullshit because these people crave this kind of information and this kind of ideology day in and day out. It's it, it's like a it's this beast that people made. And now it's completely fucking out of control. Like, there's no reining this in now. So I, I keep harping on that because I'm like, I don't see there being this like, you know, oh, slowly it'll go back to normal and all that. No. Like, as long as people keep opening their fucking phones every morning and reading the shit that they subscribe to and in their bubble, it's not going to stop because people's livelihoods depend on pushing that content out. And then these people eat that shit up and then advertisers in certain spheres want to sell shit to those people it it's it's uh it's a fucking blob monster that just keeps growing yeah and meanwhile you look at this and we're talking about this and this is the world we live in the world i live in and it's it's taken so far out that you're watching this and you're hearing this and you're reading this and then you want to go back to reality. We used to be able to see a news article or read about a news article and think, God, I can't imagine that happened somewhere, somehow, someplace. And now you're like, fuck, that's happening here. And then yeah. you used to be able to turn off the news. And be like, I'm not going to watch the news. Like, it's all depressing. There's no more squirrels and water skis. Like, this is just depressing. So yeah. you turn off the news. And you can't go outside. You can't go somewhere. I can't go to a strip club to be happy. And I can't support single moms one dollar at a time. They're just trying to make it to college, goddammit. That's all they're trying to do. And it, it's like we're we're seeing one thing and then we have another to deal with, and it's the two don't collide, they don't cross over, and they should. The president shouldn't have a temper tantrum. He should be helping the country, but he's not. So now we're trying to have fucking people help the country. Why the fuck did Dolly Parton get the news that she had to donate to Pfizer to create a vaccine? That's weird. Maybe they took the same out of her fucking 80-year-old tits, but that's weird. It's fantastic, (laughs) but that's kind of the world we're in now. It's COVID has taken over the world. Trump has taken over the media. Trump said he was going to from the beginning, and he did. The media isn't covering all of the things around the world that need to be done. Everything that we see in the States is bad, but they've also catered toward him, where they're not reporting all of the good that's out there, things that need to be out there. It is a fucking depressing world, and we need the... Strip clubs to be opened up again. I say it a lot. I'm just saying strip clubs make people happy and have that ability to be able to be around people and to be able to do things and see people in this world. And we're going on, what are they saying? Nine months, 10 months now of COVID and things that have gone through the world. And you look at people in our country and like, well, anti-maskers, all this kind of stuff. Then you look at 
places like Canada and Rome and over that Rome's not a country, but you get what I mean. And then you look <laughs> at Europe and everything in a whole and New Zealand, Australia, places that were able to get back to some sort of normalcy. Yeah, it kind of reverted back down, but they were able to get there where the cases were minimal. We've never in the United right. States had a minimal time. It's always been compounded upon compounded because people don't want to believe it. They don't want to do what's right. That's awkward. That's uncomfortable. Fucking Wuhan, China was on closed for what, 76 days or something like that? Yeah. And they're now and they're, at fucking raves. Yeah, they're now having parties. Like the, <laughs> the place where it started, they did well. And I mean, part of it is also belief in the system. America, I mean, your country is is got some of that stuff in its the DNA, right? That it, it was a country founded on, you know, fuck you, don't tell me what to do. Is pretty much like it's it should be in your constitution, those words. But that seems to be the biggest problem is that you guys have this like this like aura and this myth of, of what your country is. So many people buy into it that when something like this comes around where you're like, all right, all hands on deck, we got to we got to pull together now. It's just not going to work because there's a bunch of people who are like, no, I'll never I'll never trust the government to tell me anything. I'll never believe anything they do. And you're like, no, but we need you to actually pay attention right now. They're like, no, I'm never going to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep doing what I want to do because I'm, you know, I'm a free red blooded American. Like, fuck, how do you I don't know how you can break that. Like, how do you how do you push people past that ideology of like. No one's ever going to tell me, you know, what to do. I, I'll believe what I believe to the day I die. I mean, which for some people is much sooner than it should be. COVID times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's one of those things, a vicious cycle. It's That is always going to be a vicious cycle, and it's going to be a hardship for us to get through. And with the COVID times being the way they are and the world consistently opening and closing to us, uh, that's what hurts i think the most for people like myself where you love the country you love the ideals behind the country but the reality of it is become a new thing and i think one of my favorite headlines recently and it's a really weird favorite and it's odd that people are closing off you think i'm going strippers but i'm not but it's uh actually i could but uh this one is uh they're talking about which countries are not letting people from England travel to them. And right. our news is like, America hasn't shut the door to England. And then you have the governor of New York's like, they're already on the fucking plane. They're already going to be here. What are you going to do? And I'm like, hold on. England got a spike. And now let's close off England to America. America has been on an uptick since March. The fuck do you, who do you think you're shutting out here? People are like, we're not going to America. Fuck that. Like, it's yeah. not like we're shutting them. They don't want to be here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you guys have realized yet. We're all trying to get away from you. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, America hasn't shut the doors. No, we're like, please come in. We suck right now. Someone please come in again. Like strip club. <laughs> well, I know where you stand on this matter, of course. So. Fun fun fact, last fact here, then we'll, we'll shut this one down. California just All had right. a lawsuit in SoCal, uh, Southern California for you Canadians. And uh, a lawyer fought and argued and won with a judge in Southern California that strip clubs should be allowed to be open because they serve food. That's oh. obviously not the entire extent of the argument, but that's 
my nuts and bolts uh, that I took out of that one. <laughs> and you get the, the essential pieces of it. Yeah. The judge agreed. Two strip clubs in Southern California to stay open. I think one of them is called Cheetah. Um, and so they will be able to be open for in-service and they can still do whatever they think they need to do, which I think is cool. And what that's done is that's kicked open the door for other California uh, establishments, uh, more mainstream for regular folks like restaurants uh, to be able to go in and dine at uh, restaurants, you know, not at max capacity, but leave the doors open for people so that people can go in and right. eat and enjoy it. Those people can pay their bills, pay out everything they need to. People can work there, generate income for themselves. And I think that's fantastic. I think that is something that should have been done a while ago. And I think certain capacities for restaurants would have been perfectly fine. Um, I think the better part of that is they're not the first ones to want to be open. And so that way, in terms of like strip clubs, um, the Lucky Devil Lounge up in Oregon actually has been open through the entire bit of COVID. Um, I love them very much so. I have also maybe, you know, represented them on my show a few times. They may have given me right. some free shirts. But nice. They converted their parking lot to a drive-through strip club. They adapted. Oh, that's they did that things. one, right? The, the the one with the pictures where it looked like it was something out of some like Blade Runner movie or yeah, something, right? Is exactly. That... Yeah. Oh, and right. they've done it. They were able to do it. They kept the restaurant open, so you could still go and get food or takeout. Like they were able to adapt for it. And now these guys in SoCal went a step further. That will allow other restaurants to be open and kind of keep it that way. Um, oh. So. Everyone that is in this state and that will overflow to other states as well, uh, that their restaurant gets to stay open or they're not going to get hounded by the government or the police, they all owe a big thank you to strip clubs. They have helped save or start to save the restaurant hospitality industry one titty shake at a time. <laughs> well, hell, hell yeah. Hell yeah, I can get behind that. So, Dan, I want to thank you for coming on. I uh, had a fun time with you on this one. We got yeah. a little political, more so than I typically do on shows, but sometimes you go down a rabbit hole, and I'm pretty sure that's got to be a strip club too. Uh, and you just kind of you go with it, and I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it was great, man. I appreciate you having me on to, to rant a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I, I've been very disconnected from the politics for the past uh, few uh, you know, months now, so getting a, getting a little rant in of my own has been, uh, has been therapeutic in a way, I guess I could say. Well, I appreciate that. Dan, where can people find your podcast? Oh, well, all right. I got uh, the Assorted Goods podcast. You can find that anywhere you get your podcast. I am also the co-host of another podcast called Fucking A, which is F-U-C-K-I-N-E-H, like a Canadian. So uh, check that one out as well. You can also find that on just about every podcast platform that you use. Uh, Assorted Goods is sort of me diving into interesting topics, and Fucking A is me and my buddy talking shit. So you get two really different varieties of me on both those shows uh also find me on twitter uh, i'm mostly on my assorted goods account at assorted goods pc where i mostly you know say dumb shit that doesn't have to do with my podcast so uh <laughs> that's pretty much it and we'll make sure we put the links down in the description here for the podcast if you're listening on your ears here or if you are listening to this on youtube we'll have in the 
YouTube description. You can find both of these shows on the No Funny Podcast Network. That's nofunnynetwork.com. You forgot that one, Dan. So you can always (laughs) Jeff's going to be pissed. Yeah, Jay's going to get you. So you can always find him there. Dan, I want to thank you again for coming on. And uh, we need to do this again and have some more fun. Absolutely. Thanks again, eh? Hey. <laughs> well, that's all the time we've got for this episode. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. If you haven't already subscribed, please subscribe. It helps out the show, helps us expand and get all those algorithm thingies underway. Make sure you check out Dan's website, assortedgoodspod.com. Check out Dan. The Rant, and a whole bunch of other podcasts at the NoFunnyNetwork.com. That's NoFunnyNetwork.com. As well as all social media, they're all over the place. You can check out the Assorted Goods podcast on pretty much everything. I'm sure it even has a Facebook. Don't forget to check out TheHermanJames.com for the past episodes, any upcoming episodes or ideas we have going on, some really funny goof pictures, as well as any sales going on for merch or if we've got any deals for you guys on any products. Thanks for tuning in. I cannot wait to be here. See you next time.